Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Stephanie. Before we jump into the episode, we did a promo this week with ACAST. And if you check out their IGTV, you can watch a special video of Andrea and I and how we record remotely each week, all our tips and tricks of what we do. We've been doing this since the beginning, and a lot of co-hosts who are used to hosting together are now figuring out the remote recording thing. So we did a little video special on how it can be done. I think it was something we were looking to put together regardless, and this was sort of the perfect time to release it during, as you said, a lockdown uh, when podcast hosts can't get together. So it's like an instructional video. Who knew that people would be coming to Steph and I one day for <laughs> yeah. advice and on how to do something? Worrisome. Who, who knew? Anyways, yeah, as Steph said, um, go on to ACAST's uh, Instagram account. It's ACAST for the stories, and you'll find our video there. We have a very exciting episode this week, I think, anyways. Steph? Yeah. Are you excited? I was not I was not sold on this, but the more research I did, I actually I'm all in now. Yeah. I I'm feeling it. Feeling it. And this uh, this week's episode, it was actually my dad's idea. So shout out to my dad. Yeah, John. <laughs> so he had sent through um an article that Travel Zoo had published um about the best sort of virtual tours you can go on around the world. And Steph, mm-hmm. you found an article as well in, in The Guardian that listed a few of these? Yeah, it's funny because when you sent me that one, I was actually reading one in The Guardian. Okay. Um, and I've been reading these, though, and I've been like, I just don't see how these can, like, Compensate. it's a cool idea. But mm. I was like, I don't think these can fill a void. Yeah. So I was a big naysayer. I told myself to have an open mind. 
And, and I'm glad I did. And here we are. Yeah. So I had said to Steph, hey, this is actually a really good episode idea. Since we can't go travel, you know, we're all still stuck at home. And we didn't want to do another episode relating to the C word. No. Nope. Which I don't even yeah. want to talk about it. Um, but this is, again, this is the reality that we're in. So Steph and I thought we would actually review some of these virtual tours on this episode. Yes. And tell you which ones we thought were really cool. Which ones were maybe a bit meh. Um, yeah. and there's tons of them, so we don't have time to go through every single one, but we picked out a few. We'll give out some honorable mentions, uh, for, for some cool ones. We didn't have time to review today that you should check out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we wanted to take you guys somewhere. We want everyone to use their imagination today as we describe, I feel like I'm talking to like a group of kids, like in a kid's <laughs> TV show. Well, I gotta say, I feel like this would be a really good episode for parents who have kids because these are things you can do with your children while they're not at school and they're a bit educational they're a bit inspiring mm. like it's just good stuff that parents can do with their kids so fair enough if you feel like you're talking to kids yeah so maybe i am talking to the kids out there um so Yay. we'll go th- we're gonna go through them and you guys can let us know if you do check out any of them for yourself let us know what you guys think so steph do you want to go first i know you've got, you did a few uh tours this morning steph was loving it yes. i was getting messages every like five minutes she's like this is so <laughs> cool i really love this one this is awesome did you look at this one i'm like no, I haven't looked at any of them yet. I'm waiting for you to review them for me. So can I just say, too, I really thought these were all going to suck. Like yeah. I went into it with that expectation. Um, I'm going to start with the one I love the most. And I've got to say, I, I damn well better have loved it the most because it's well known. They'd have big budgets. If anyone should be doing it right, it's them. So I actually started with Stonehenge because I've never been. It is like the most basic traveler destination where pretty much everyone who goes to the UK has been. But I've I've lived there. I've been many times to visit you. Never gone to Stonehenge. And where is Stonehenge stuff? What part of the UK is it in? Don't do that to me. <laughs> I just think it's funny because you, I, you have... I originally, my whole life, I thought Stonehenge was in Scotland. So... I knew I was going to do this. I messaged Andrea and was like, okay, I'm going to do Stonehenge. I know we didn't go when we were in Scotland. And Andrea was like, Steph, Stonehenge is not in Scotland. (laughs) That was my favorite part where I'm like, please. I'm like, not only do the virtual tour of Stonehenge, but I'm like, please do a bit of reading up on the history of Stonehenge. It's like an hour from London. Like, it's not even far. (laughs) You were like, this is not off to a good start. (laughs) Yeah. So, Steph, I would love to hear your review on the Stonehenge that's in England. I don't know if there is another one in Scotland, but take us on the tour. So one thing I realized about these tours is I assumed a lot of these, and I'm sure many are, but we're starting because of coronavirus. So they're shutting down. They're not getting tourists. So they're in a rush to create this content. Mm. Most of these have been around for a while. They're just becoming more prevalent because they're literally shut down. Yeah. So Stonehenge, I went to their website uh, and it's right on the main screen. And this was a big thing because some of them I had to search around on the sites for to get there. Stonehenge, you go to the website, boom, virtual tour on the page. Nice. So it's easy, user like friendly you, starting off. At a, in a very user friendly. You are in Stonehenge. And it's pretty cool because it drops you right into the middle of Stonehenge. Mm. And it's an entire 360. So you can, you know, use the mouse to turn like scroll all around as if you're spinning around in a circle. Mm hmm. 
And you can also step closer to the stone, step back, look real close up, look from further away. And this is kind of how I envisioned of what it was the model of what a virtual tour should be. You feel like you're actually there. And then there's so you're looking around, you're spinning around, but then there's things you can click on to learn more. So Stonehenge has all these little points and you can click in some some more words that you read about. And then but most of them were little videos that would pop up all were like right on the one minute mark. So very short to the point. So this is what this is. What are they? So what kind of videos? Is it just like the history of Stonehenge? So there were all kinds of different things. So there were videos about, you know, obviously the summer and the winter solstice because each side of Stonehenge um, kind of looks out each way. Yep. And what that means, there's information about how Stonehenge was built, um, the history of it, what they think, you know, different parts of it mean. Um it was really cool. So, for example, and I've got to say, I honestly learned more doing this virtual tour than I think I would have learned if I went to Stonehenge. Well, I've been to Stonehenge, and I had one of the, uh, like, tourists. What are the things you, like, you hold up to your ear, and then you go to, like, the number points, and it gives you the... Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I did that, but I don't remember anything from it. And the other thing, it sounds like... This might even be a better experience because if it drops you off in the middle of all the stones, at Stonehenge mm-hmm. now, you can't go up to the stones unless it's summer or winter solstice. That's the only time they open it up. But yeah. now when you visit, you're behind like a rope and you're kind of walking yeah, on a path around it. Away. It's still cool. I mean, definitely, obviously go see it in person, but it's cool on the tour that you can actually get up close to the stones. Yeah. Well, I feel like if I went there, I would, you know, I would have been there in person and my mindset would have been more about like taking, you know, gorgeous photos and getting the right angles of the stuff. Like, yeah, true. That, which is fine. Like if that's what you want to do and that is what I do sometimes, that's cool. But I actually really learned a lot. Like I just assumed my whole life, the stones on top were kind of sitting on top, Mm -hmm. but they actually built like, um, these grooves with like, a tongue, a groove, holes, tendons, like they're actually connected from four four and a half thousand years ago. Oh, right. They had like, like just, there was so much stuff I didn't know. Um, so I would basically, I would highly recommend this tour to anyone. It was only about 15 minutes to do. So it's not a huge time commitment. Mm. Um, but you learn a lot. And then when you're done, they have this other thing called the Stonehenge skyscape where you can go and look at it in real time. Oh, cool. And But it's not just like a real-time live stream camera, which I've seen like a lot of zoos have right now, and I'm loving that. But this is like a 360 real-time, and it tells you what time the sunrise and sunset is if you want to come back. It will show you in the sky like where Jupiter is. Like it'll show you actually all the planets and major astrological points. It's really interactive. You can turn different settings on and off, and it was... It was so cool. It set the bar really high for my expectations of virtual tours. That's what a virtual tour I think should be highly interactive because even as Steph and I went through some of the, um, the examples like on, on the list from the couple articles we read, some of them weren't actually tours. Like one of them, I think I looked at the Taj Mahal and I was thinking, Ooh, that'd be really cool. A virtual tour of the Taj Mahal. And it was just a video on YouTube that a guy had made where it's a beautiful video it's like going in circles but like it doesn't even go inside it's not interactive I'm like this is not an interactive tour it's a video so yeah I th- and I think that's a big difference is like YouTube videos already exist and are already out there like I think as users we're expecting something 
that gives us that feeling like we're there. We're not just watching someone else there. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you get that 360 sort of angle, yeah. which which a lot of them, the ones that I really liked, all had that same element of the 360 yeah. view. And same. second point, the you know, whether it was arrows to click around or, you know, buttons that say, like, learn more about this, that interactive feature. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. so where are we going next in the world, Andrea? So this was my absolute favorite one hands down all right it beat all the others um so i did a tour called lights over lapland in sweden so this is actually i don't think they're a tourism company but it's a swedish photography company and they've created a, a series of virtual reality 360 videos on youtube um of different swedish experiences so it's not just a video. Initially, I did think, like, when I went on to it, I'm like, is this just going to be a video, kind of like the Taj Mahal? But it's a 360 um, filmed video, and when, you, when you're when you on YouTube, you've got the little arrows in the left top left corner, and you can click around as the video is playing and look at different angles yeah. of where you are. So it's very cool. Um, it's Scandinavian, so you know they're all big into their design, and the videos are amazing. They're so well done. Yeah. I would not expect anything less of a Scandinavian photography company. So one of the tours it is, so they've got a bunch of them. But my favorite one was called um, Abisko, Sweden. So this is like a small village in Sweden. And they basically okay. just do, it's about, I think the video is maybe like five or six minutes long. And they do this full tour of like the different experiences, um, sort of from like morning to night. So I'm going to take, so Steph, I want you to shut your eyes and just okay. imagine. I'm going to take you okay, through. You don't really have to shut your eyes. No, I'm going to shut my eyes. They're closed. Okay. So I'm going to take you on the tour and see mm-hmm. if I can make you feel like you're in you're in this little village in Sweden. The video starts and it's got like beautiful music playing in the background as well. Sing some of it. Pardon? Sing some of the music. Da, 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 da. I don't remember what the Perfect. music is. I'm you there. can you can imagine it in your head. Okay. Yeah, so you, you it starts where you're in this like ice hotel bar. So presumably this is somewhere you would stay in uh, Abisko. Mm-hmm. And when it started, when the video started, I did think, I'm like, is this just going to be a tour of an ice bar and hotel and there's no one inside? And I'm like, this is dull. <laughs> but it kind of, you can click around and look at the different, you know, it's got like a seating area. The bar is there. You can look up and see how they've structured the ice roof. Then you go outside. So then the video mm-hmm. moves on to the outside. And then you're just kind of standing on this like wintry area. It just looks like an ice yard. And again, I'm like, all right, not thinking much of this. But you look around and it's basically just snow and ice everywhere. And then the video takes you to this wooded area. And it's just like okay. a terrain of snow. Then then it got me thinking. I'm like, where are we going? We're going on a little adventure. <laughs> then all of a sudden you just see this beautiful lake with ice and snow and then you can hear the water like trickling and again as you start looking around then you see all of a sudden a field of reindeer so there's just like i don't know what what do you call a group of reindeer there's got to be a word for that oh a herd would it be a herd i would i would assume a group of reindeer let's just go with school let's pretend a they're school fish. of reindeer a school of reindeer i think that's wrong i would go with herd but it doesn't matter because you're in a field with a bunch of cute reindeers. So again, you can kind of click around. And as you go in this like full circle, you're just surrounded by reindeer, which is amazing. What? And then all of a sudden the video 
moves on and you're you're moving and you're kind of like going really fast through the trees and this like wintry forest area and if you move the camera to look the angle uh, straight ahead of you you realize that you're on a reindeer sleigh with the reindeer pulling the sleigh so you're on a reindeer ride which I thought was amazing this was my favorite part of the video because I you genuinely feel like you're you see the reindeer ahead of you so then that kind of finishes then you go into this like wooden hut chalet type thing and again as you look around there's not really much to look at you know around the walls it's just a wooden wall but if you look down there's a big bonfire that's going inside so you could like and you can hear the crackling of the bonfire and it's like you get this nice warm feeling after you've been on this reindeer ride through the cold Mm. (laughs) so it's really nice (laughs) and then the grand finale so it starts to get dark in the video and it's super dark and you can't see anything but then you move the camera upwards and take a guess what you see if you're in sweden the northern lights yes and uh. I would imagine, I, like, I've never seen the Northern Lights in real life either, but I would imagine this is the next best thing, how they film this and, like, how beautiful it looks. And, again, you get this full 360-degree view. You can click around and they'll, like, the colors are all different from different angles. And this part of the video lasts a lot. Like, I think this is, like, a good four minutes of just the Northern Lights. It was amazing. I loved, I, I watched the video twice because I thought it was so good. <laughs> I want to do this one right after we're done this. Yeah. So they've also got, I mean, this is just one of the videos they do. They've got tons of them. Another one I looked at was, it's just an entire 360 video of sleigh dogs or sled dogs running around you. So as you move the video around, you're just surrounded by a bunch of beautiful dogs that are jumping around and eating food and just being cute. Um, Mm -hmm. And then another one of you actually like on a dog sled ride through the woods so yeah so this was my favorite so so far europe knows what's up yeah that sounds amazing and i'm definitely gonna do that we're gonna put just so everyone knows we're gonna put the links to these in the show notes so you can go direct to them if you're interested well now i'm gonna take us we're gonna go to the united states and there's a page called the hidden worlds of national parks and obviously, as the title implies, it does a number of national parks throughout the U.S. And I got really excited. I picked Hawaii because the Hawaii one focuses on volcanoes. And since you and I's first trip together was largely impacted by a volcano. We love a volcano. Yeah, I thought this one would be a pretty fitting one to do. So to be honest, I quite enjoyed it that I want to go back and do all the other ones. I didn't have time to do them then but I am going to go back so they're pretty similar to how I envision them as well so you walk through different areas there's different things you can click on to learn more or watch more so it's interactive and you start you're on like the cliffs in Hawaii along this beautiful coastline and it's stunning and it's all narrated by a number of native Hawaiians um the one woman who narrates part of it her house was actually Um, destroyed by a volcanic eruption years back so it just feels it has that very authentic piece to it and and then you go into lava tubes and you learn all about lava tubes which are basically you know almost the equivalent of hallways underground Mm -hmm. but they've been created by lava flowing through them so is this a video or like you're walking through it's interactive interactive click click and go so, kind of thing. So there's different scenes and each scene is interactive. Okay. So you start on the cliffs and then you can do the 360 and look around and click different things. Then you go to the next scene 
and you're now in the lava tubes. Same thing. You can walk around and do the 360 and look around. And then you continue on to the actual volcano area. And same thing. Full 360, different areas. And you can click on things. So, for example, there's a video of the, like, a major eruption they had in 1959. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can click on it to see the eruption side by side of the current volcano, which is still active. So does it show, so- like, angles of the volcano? Part, like... Parts of it that you wouldn't be able to go up to that close in person, like if you were actually there. So it's like you can't in an interactive way walk into parts of the volcano, but they do have a little piece where someone did a flyover. So you can now and this is a video that someone did. But if you click on that to choose to do it and actually it was pretty cool because I actually got a little bit nervous watching it because as they get closer and over the volcano, the active part. You can see the fog start to come in the winds, like inside of the helicopter. And I was like, shit, because you know you're not supposed to fly. Like, there's a different, like a height difference that you have to fly over. But it's almost a bit nervous seeing them go right over it. So you do get that overhead view. So you feel like you're flying over the volcano. You feel like you're really like immersed in this video. Yeah, I was. I did actually have a little bit of nerves in my stomach watching it. All right. I mean, I would be if I was flying over a volcano. (laughs) And they're narrating as it happens. So it's pretty, like, it's pretty cool. It's pretty interactive. Um, So I quite enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it enough that I want to do the other ones. And it kind of, it really did give me that vibe. And this is what I think the purpose of these virtual tours should be, is that they inspire you to want to go there. Well, and that's, I mean, a couple of them, again, that I looked at really weren't that inspiring, (laughs) which which I'll talk about (laughs) maybe a couple of them. Yeah. These ones gave me the feeling that I want to go there once this is all over. Yeah. Which I guess is the idea to write once, once we can all travel again. Yeah. It's all, all these tourism companies are like, right, we need tourists back. We need to put out something cool. So people are going (laughs) to be like, I want to go there as soon as we're out of lockdown. Yeah. And the ones they do too, they weren't like your typical, like Grand Canyon, Yosemite, like the major parks that everyone's heard of. I'd never heard of this park. And then they also do like the fjords of Alaska some caverns in New Mexico like they're not the well-known ones so you're still learning about a new place that's cool as well because I guess a lot of people travel to places that are on the map but you know when (laughs) once you start looking at some of these tourism companies that do these videos and interactive tours there might be loads of stuff on there places on there that you've never even heard of and as you go through these virtual tours you're like I want to go there in person like this is an opportunity for People all around the world are looking for new experiences. And this is this is how you capitalize on that. Definitely. A couple of them I looked at that had the exact same concept. It's almost like they use the same, uh, like, it's almost like a widget on their website. So the Cliffs of Mower in Ireland. Yeah. So that one and the Great Wall of China. They had, it's like you go onto their website and yeah, you, it, it, right on like the homepage, there's like a little... It's like, yeah, like a widget at the bottom of the page. And it's like, do a virtual tour. And I got to say, I would have thought more from both of these. Now, I'll start. Cliffs of Mower was all right. You get there. It's got like five different sort of main spots on the tour. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So you start with spot one, two, and three. Now, number one is like the money shot where you're standing on the cliffs and you can see there's like a view of the sea and it's just beautiful and it's a nice a beautiful blue sky and again it's one it's like a, a 360 like panoramic view mm-hmm. then you move so you've got interactive arrows so it's like go here for main viewing spot two and three so you can do you're like oh where am i going next two and three you're just kind of standing on the stairs <laughs> like okay. sort of looking over so it's a bit yeah. underwhelming um and then it takes you up if you click on an arrow it takes you up the stairs to o'brien's tower which is just like the big um observation tower that they have mm-hmm. there which that's a little bit more exciting so at one point you're standing at the base of the tower and you can kind of look up close at the tower and sort of walk kind of around it not fully and then the last viewing point which is kind of cool, is at the top of the tower. So from the observation deck, which you look down to the sea, you can see the cliffs. Um, so that's probably that's probably the one you'd want to click on, the, the fifth main viewing point. But okay. it's cool because there's not any tourists in the photo. Um, it's a beautiful day in Ireland, which, as we know, they don't get the greatest of weather all the time. So when they did this, they were probably like, right, let's get these photos in now. So it was all right. It was like uh, on a scale from one to ten, I would give it maybe a six. But the 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 photo is or the photos are beautiful. Um, it's stunning photos. But, you know, I guess you could just look that up online. But then I checked out the... Um, the Great Wall of China. Now, I had such high expectations for the Great Wall of China because it's a wall which you walk through. Like, the whole idea of going to the Great Wall of China is that you want to walk the wall. And in this virtual tour, and I say that using quotation, wow. <laughs> it's literally, it's exactly like the Cliffs of Mower, except it only has three panoramic mm-hmm. images. And you're basically just standing in one spot and you're sort of looking mm. around. There's like three different views. One is of part of the wall that you're standing on another is you look back and it's a bunch of tourists sitting on i don't i mean i've never been so i don't know where you'd sort of stop and probably the tourists too there's different stop areas where it's like you're dying from climbing so much yeah. so you stop to catch your breath yeah and then the other view is just sort of looking over the wall i would have thought mm. they would have had it way more interactive where you can walk through part i mean i wouldn't say the entire wall because i know it's quite big but i would imagine with technology nowadays they probably could do i mean if google google maps and google earth can exist and you see the google cars driving around all the time surely someone they could have created something that takes you on a full walk of the great wall of china and they could have put that up somewhere that was my thinking yeah and that's so unfortunate because the great wall of china hands down is one of the most beautiful days in my life in terms of moments of awe and just taking it in and the views 
I've never seen anything like it. Like one of the day I hiked the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. And that's so disappointing because one interesting th- thing too about the end of the... So what I did was I went hours away from the tourist area and hiked. So I ended at the tourist area, but I'd done quite a bit of... Um, like I started early in the morning and ended towards the end of the day. Yeah. But to go down the Great Wall of China, what a lot of people don't realize is you can A, just walk down more stairs or you can take a cable car down. Or you can take like this little um, carpet slide, like a slide thing. Okay. So, but there's like really cool ways to end it. So I'm thinking if you're doing a virtual tour yeah. too, you could even like have that incorporated. Well, that, really that's cool what I mean. Parts. It's such a, an iconic tourism spot. Everyone, yeah. and, and I just thought they could have done so much more with it. And it's literally just like one panoramic picture like i could have made it i could have done it uh that's a bummer so i was really underwhelmed because it's but then i also think as well you know somewhere like the great wall of china like it's great to do it virtually but that's something you definitely want to do in real life right because you want to walk mm-hmm. the wall. That's the whole idea. So, but still, I was expecting That's, that's a bummer. Maybe I missed, I don't know, maybe I need to go back and check. Maybe I just didn't look everywhere, but that's the only thing I could find on their website. So, mm. you, you did me wrong, what? Great Wall. You did me wrong. <laughs> One that I found interesting, because it was different than the other two I did, was there's a website called Virtual Dive Tours, and it's put on by the National Marine Sanctuaries. So they consist of marine sanctuaries kind of all around Canada and the U.S. Okay. So I picked this one because near and dear to my heart, when my eardrum ruptured in 2015 and I have had ear issues ever since, I can't do anything underwater. Like it's just off the table oh, for me. Oh, because the pressure is too, too much. Yeah. So I thought this would be a really cool one for me, not just because I can't travel, but because I can't do it even if I can. Right. So this really caught my eye, but it did, I don't know. It didn't get me as hyped as I wanted it to. Sometimes you set expectations and when it doesn't meet expectations, you're disappointed, you're down, even though it was pretty good content. So what they had was, so you go to the website and then you pick a specific marine sanctuary that you want to explore. So I picked Thunder Bay. It's in Northern Ontario. I've never been to Thunder Bay. So I thought, perfect. I'll explore somewhere kind of home related, but that I've never been. They have tons of underwater scenes you can explore. So you click on different ones. It gives you a little bit of information about them so you can read, you know, what you're exploring. So wait, and then, is, it, is it photos or it's a video, a virtual video? So it's like a panoramic photo that's turned into, so it's a 360. So okay. it is like you're standing in the middle and you can pan all around and look and explore. So it is I would have pretty thought cool. with underwater though. I w- if it was me doing it, I would have wanted like a video. I would have thought they could have done that easily with like someone scuba diving, taking videos. Yes. So maybe it could have been one of those things where they I don't know if they were doing this before the pandemic, but they're like let's just get something up. But what would be cooler would be a video, I think, especially with any underwater, yeah. like fish and, and all that. that you want to see them swimming up close. And that's what I was kind of envisioning. But then I realized as I got to reading what I was looking at. So a lot of these, you know, interactive little places that you're looking around in are actually old shipwrecks. Okay. So you're, it's like you're standing in the middle of the ship and then it explains to you what ship you're on. What are you looking at? So it was pretty interesting. So, for example, one of the ones I looked at was called the John L. Shaw ship. And right now it's it's 128 feet underwater in uh, the Thunder Bay Sanctuary. And basically it got split in half when it went down. 
So half of it is in bits all over and half of it is still um, together. So you're standing on the half that's still together and you can look all around and explore. I think I've been there before. The cell sounds very familiar. How really? How deep is it? Because I remember when I was younger, we went somewhere in northern Ontario on like a boat with a glass floor. Well, it's a hunt. No. So okay. it's 128 feet, but there were other ones that were like 12 feet. Oh, so maybe. you very well could have been there. Okay. Perhaps. Yeah. And, but what, where I think I was kind of let down a bit was that I couldn't, there was nothing to click into. Mm. It was just, you look around and you take it in and you couldn't read more. But then I got to thinking, I'm like, this would actually be really cool for parents who are home with their kids right now to let them play around on the site and find one that catches their attention and then kind of give them a project to do research project on that ship. So you'd have to find other like that's where I kind of got to thinking this is pretty cool. Maybe it's not for me. But you could but start I going into see... like a rabbit hole on that, right? Where you want to learn more about it and you start doing your own research and then you end up on Wikipedia and next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning and <laughs> And you've solved a crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do that too yeah, far too often in lockdown. My God. <laughs> But I could see, um, I could really see uses for other kind of groups of people, not so much myself. But one really cool thing that they do is they do do live streaming of their underwater exhibition. So when they have um, underwater projects going on, they live stream it. So they do put their cameras on the people in the water. Okay. That's what I had had in mind when you mentioned this one. They just don't have one right now. It's it's winter in Canada. Uh, It's Thunder Bay. Yeah. Especially northern Ontario. It's probably, they're probably still under like six feet of snow there. So it's it's only mid-April right now. It's definitely... Definitely still very yeah, much so winter. they do live stream their underwater exhibits when they're in the water. So that was pretty cool. Okay. So I think it's one of those things that maybe I will check back in a couple months time. Yeah, that would that would be very interesting mm-hmm. to me. I think I don't know, as you said, if a 360 panoramic. It, I mean, it almost sounds like the same as, as the Cliffs of Moher, except it seems like it. Well, and they had a lot of them. A there little were bit hundreds. more interesting. So there, there was. I didn't yeah. get the numbers, but it looked like there was about 20, 25 different sanctuaries to pick from. And like 20 different things within each one. Okay. So there's lots of selection. And the uh, a couple of the, the ones I did, and you mentioned live streaming. That's been a very big thing right now with uh, companies live streaming on mm. Facebook. So one of them that I reviewed was a company called Wild Earth. And they basically do live streams of safari. So they're in South Africa. And this one was really cool. I looked back. Now, I haven't watched one actually live yet, but obviously you can see old old videos that they streamed live at the time. And these videos are three hours long oh my God. on average. And you're basically in the safari. You're driving in the Jeep. You feel like you're driving in the Jeep with them. You've got the tour guide explaining to you like what's around you, where you are. And then you're just going around looking at live animals. So, And you're seeing and like tons of animals. There was lions. There's like hippos, giraffe, elephants. I've done a safari in Tanzania before. Steph, you have as well. And I'll be honest, for me, like a safari up close, I'm like, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. But I was a bit hesitant being that close to animals in real life. I'm like, uh, I don't need a lion jumping in the roof of our Jeep. You're like five feet away. When I went there, it was like 
literally two days after someone who worked on the Game of Thrones set got mauled by a lion in a safari. So yeah. uh, we went literally two days later and I was like yelling at anyone. I'm like, windows up. None of this shit. Oh. <laughs> Same. No, I know. My I was there with my sister, my dad. My dad was like hanging out the window taking photos of a lion. Oh my god. Two feet away. I'm like, this is not necessary. So for me, I feel like maybe I enjoy the live streaming safari better because you're up close with all these animals, yet they're not gonna <laughs> have the potential to kill you. Um but it was actually it was very, very cool. They even have some of them were uh, about like insects. So if you're into insects and, and <laughs> bugs and they do these like super close ups, like they've got obviously, you know, nice cameras that they can do this and you can see the bugs like super up close. So that's something you wouldn't really be able to do in real life. But I feel like, again, this is the next best thing to being actually physically mm-hmm. on the safari nice. in Africa. Yeah, it was very, it was very cool. I could easily sit there for the full three hours. I mean, I haven't sat through one of the entire videos yet, but I could easily do it because it's, they've done it really really well that sounds pretty cool the one other one i really liked that was very different from my expectations was i did do one on the rocky mountain national park because i've never been and i see and this is where it's classic like i i heard they had one i was like perfect and what's funny is i was really hyped for this one because today is supposed to be day four of the overland track for i am supposed to be in tasmania dirty ass with just like baby wipe showers for days now in the woods, one with nature. So the Rocky Mountain one actually hyped me because I'm like, I want to feel like I'm in the woods. I want to feel like I'm exploring. I really thought this one could resonate with me, but I didn't really read the description well. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> if I had, I might not have been let down before I enjoyed it. Um, because I went to their website and it was one of those weird ones. I was like clicking all over the place. I'm like, where's this virtual? I couldn't find it. So finally I had to go back to the Guardian article to find their description to figure out what I was doing. And basically they just have, it's like a soundscapes, like a sound experience that they did in 2016. So it's not new, but they have it all organized and structured of like sounds. Yes. So they call it a sound library. And basically they've recorded various sounds throughout the park. So they have sounds at dawn, sounds of the environment, like the streams running. They have sounds of the weather, like when thunderstorms have rolled through. And initially I was kind of disappointed because I was like, I wanted to be virtually in the woods and on a hike. That's what I want. Mm. So you don't really get that experience at all. But as I, so what I started doing was I actually was listening to them as I was researching other things. And it was, I'm like, this is super useful for like people who, you know, want something to meditate or relax or something to fall asleep to. It's really helpful in that way. And I probably will play one tonight and pretend I'm in the Tasmanian woods. I was going to say, couldn't you play, play these sounds while you're looking Mm. at photos of the Rockies? Like you could do like create your own virtual experience. You could. Yeah. So, and the, the thing is, is the sound quality and how they did it was so good. That I was like, all right, I like this. It's not what I thought it was going to be, but I did quite like it. But I wish they took that package because they have it organized really well. They did it really well. I wish they could just take that whole package of audio files and put it in a playlist on Spotify. I did check Spotify to see if it was there. Okay. Um, so that because it's kind of inconvenient going to the website to then find it. Yeah. But yeah, it was real. I actually really liked what they did. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. I need to look at that one because I'm big into yeah. sounds and just being like, immer- yeah. you need a good pair of headphones though. So it's like surround sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
so uh, I mean, that's just a few of the tours that Steph and I tried for ourselves. But there's so many out there. Like every day I'm actually finding like there's more articles or more people talking about like virtual travel tours they're doing. So we just want to give a few honorable mentions to some that we think are cool. Yes. So uh, one of the ones I want to mention is Uswaya Hotel in Ibiza. So for all you ravers out there. They're doing 10 hour live streams of it's a restream live stream, technically, of some of their 2019 DJ sets. So this is one of the biggest open air clubs in Ibiza. Um, So it's pretty cool. Every Saturday, it's from like six until four in the morning. And you can listen to a bunch of DJs and just like have a crazy rave party at your house, which is, is the Ibiza scene. If you're into that scene, there's your thing. Yeah, another one that I found that I quite enjoyed was of Jerusalem in Israel. So the government of Israel is promoting a whole series of virtual tours. Okay. And basically, they take you all around Jerusalem's most famous sites. They have um, like a tour guide giving his audio information, tons of 360s, so that it feels like you're exploring. Nice. That sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, And then another one for the honorable mention list. So Google Arts and Culture, they've put together some virtual tours of some really cool street art around the world. Um, So I know, Steph, you're really into that. I don't know if they've got one for Melbourne at Hosier Lane, but I know they've got one for for Berlin. So part of the East Side Galleries on there. Um, They've got ones for uh, Montreal. So some of the street art tours you can do there. Moscow. So I'd imagine Melbourne is probably on there. That's a pretty, I think Hosier Lane's probably. I'll check it out. It should be. Hosier Lane and ACDC Lane are pretty iconic. So it's probably on there. Um, And yeah, again, just check it out. It's it's just like, they're not virtual tours, but they've made a gallery online of some of the famous paintings and and street artists that you can find on on some of these tours so very cool so the other one which i'd recommend to people is the grand teton national park in wyoming so also not one of the more famous ones known worldwide but you can actually do an e-climb so you navigate your way up to a thirteen thousand foot summit so if you're someone who likes the idea of climbing but not actually climbing (laughs) you've got bad knees or if you (laughs) If you are, but you're just, you can't right now, that's the perfect one in Wyoming. So I would recommend that. And then they also give you little lessons as you're doing it and you learn about the plants and the wildlife and everything. So that one was pretty cool. Nice. And there's tons of other ones, guys, of like every museum. I think I've seen tons of virtual tours of museums. So like the Louvre from Paris. Um, Sistine Chapel has one. The National Museum of Natural History. I mean, just look them up online. I guarantee your favorite museum. They probably have a virtual tour. And the yeah. zoos as well. Everyone's There's on board. tons of stuff. I know you sent me a video of an elephant taking a big dump from earlier today. <laughs> from what was it? The San Diego Zoo? So I actually, yeah, the San Diego Zoo, they have live streams of a whole bunch of different animals. The apes, the koalas, the elephants. And I was logging into each one. I couldn't see anything. They were either sleeping or not on the camera. And then I clicked on the elephants and it was just like straight up zoomed in on an elephant taking a huge dump. Nice. And I was like, well, hello. And that's what I woke up to this morning. <laughs> that's the first message I got from staff. So cheers. But And Zoos Victoria right here in Australia are putting out some amazing live streams. They Their snow leopards just had cubs. So they're live streaming the mom and her cubs. They've got, they're letting kind of, you know, different animals. They let all the big, um, the tortoises 
roam free, like over the human area mm-hmm. since they're shut down. And they were videotaping where the tortoises wanted to explore, like which animals were catching their attention. So there's some cool stuff going nice. on right there. Well, there you go, guys. So keep yourselves inspired while we're on lockdown still. Mm-hmm. That once we get out of this, maybe some of these places will be on your bucket list. And honestly, guys, if you're a bit hesitant, I was... And I quite enjoyed it. It was pretty fun. So yeah. definitely check some out. Cool. Well, let us know, guys, if you check any of these out. We'll link these. But let us know what you guys mm-hmm. think. If you know of any uh, really cool virtual tours, travel experiences, let us know as well. Because we've got tons of time on our hands right now. And I want to be able to travel. So this is the next best thing. And as always, you can hit us up on Instagram at shitabroadpod is the easiest way to get in contact with us. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. and Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.